0: Hello and welcome to Paper Boys, the podcast where we read the papers behind Headline Science News. I am your host, Charlie. I'm your other host, James. And we're here to bring you, like I said, we go and we take science news that has been coming up in the last few weeks and where you see a bunch of headlines that say, oh, research shows this or a new study has found this other thing. And we go and we actually find the journal paper that's behind that news. And so you may be asking, why are we even qualified to do this?
1: But Charlie and myself are both PhD students right now. So we read a lot of papers and we found that diving into these journal papers behind popular science headlines was actually really enlightening for us. And so we wanted to share that with everyone else. We thought getting into actual science experiments will give you some interesting new insights, both into leading edge science, as well as new studies and findings that could actually be beneficial or just interesting to you. Yeah. And
0: sometimes you also even find that the news stories that were written are are misleading or that they've omitted some information that is actually really important to the study. Yeah. Yeah. And so our hope is that you come away from this with a better appreciation uh, for the hard work that went into the science that you're reading about in the news. Yeah. So this is this is Paper Boys. We are the Paper Boys. (laughs) First off, big shout out to It Eugene on SoundCloud for making that intro music. Very big thank you. Custom made for this show, actually. Thank you, It Eugene. I love it every time I hear it. Yeah. Go check out his other stuff. Uh, Great musician. Now, getting into this, James, you've brought in a paper today. Uh, Why don't you tell us, why don't you at least give us, what were the news articles you found on this that led you down this rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, so the paper I'm talking to you about today is... Broadly talking about the impact of pollution on cognitive abilities. And so when I was reading the daily news, I saw a headline from NPR saying, Air pollution exposure harms cognitive performance, study finds. Saw a couple other links as well around the same time. It looked like there were a couple news sources that had hinged on to this new study that came out. So, like another one from Esquire is, Dangerous air pollution in cities is making you more stupid. <laughs> Sub-headline, a new study says effective pollution is like
0: losing a year of education. Losing a year of education? Yeah. And but, uh, Okay. I mean, whoever got stupider from losing a year of education, though?
1: Well, I don't know. School sucks. School sucks. <laughs> you know, reading these headlines, though, it makes you start to wonder what's the actual study behind it. And yeah. so, like the paperboy I am, I decided to go and investigate.
0: Very diligent of you. Thank
1: Thanks. you. Thank you. It turns out this study was published very recently in August 2018 through the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science from the United States. Okay. So pretty high impact journal. Yeah. Gets a lot of reads. And this was released, the first author is Xin Yang. Okay. From the Beijing Normal University of Statistics. It's called Beijing Normal University? <laughs> that is the name of the university. Man. I wish so, we had schools named like that. I know, right? Some of the other authors are also from the Yale Department of Economics and Public Health, as well as the International Food Policy Research Institute in Washington, D.C. Wow, this is so this is like a, a multinational study. Yep, three primary authors, um, but it's building on some bigger previous work that they had done. Okay. And so the overall goal of their work was to investigate the
0: effects of air pollution on cognition, like I mentioned. And so, sorry, when you say cognition, does that just mean like your IQ or do they do certain tests or what does that mean? Is there a definition of cognition in, in these circles? So from what I looked at, I looked at a couple
1: different papers as well. So I looked at the National Academy of Sciences paper, the main one that I talked about and that's quoted in the science headlines. I also just to learn a little bit more, since this is outside of my field of electrical engineering, I decided to check out a couple other research papers. And it seems like the definition of cognition is sort of loose. People use different metrics or different tests to test for cognition and the effects that people have in polluted areas.
0: Okay. So they say cognition, but maybe they'll get into what specifically they mean.
1: Yep. Yep. And I'll bring up some specific examples of that too. You know, it sounds like sort of an obvious study of like, does pollution affect cognition? But when I was diving into it, I actually found this to be pretty interesting. you know, asking that question of why study the effects of air pollution on cognition. Hmm. And so if you think of cognitive ability, like roughly the way they they looked at it was your ability to solve math problems. So a basic math test with 30 something questions. Okay. And then your verbal cognition as well, your ability to recognize words and understand meaning in sentences. So they split it up into like mathematical and verbal cognition.
0: So it's like an SAT. Basically like SAT type test. And how... Is there like an age group? Are these for like kids who grow up in cities or what is this for? Anybody? This is kids older than 10 years old, but going
1: through like adults into citizens with ages up into like 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. We'll talk a little bit more about the actual investigation, but some of the interesting stats that came up reading about this, why I study the effects, it turns out that cognition, not too surprisingly, is plays a really important role in our economy and specifically what they were getting at in the article is that they found that cognitive decline and impairment is an important risk factor for alzheimers and other mental disabilities later in
0: age. Really? Yep. And the esti- Wait, So you could you could become more likely to get alzheimers? Is that what that means? In sort of a roundabout way, yeah. It's like wow. if you
1: start to lose cognitive ability, your odds of getting alzheimer is higher. Wow. Which then you know, as a result, enacts a very high cost to the economy of your country.
0: Right. Just from healthcare. care?
1: Yep. And from the opportunity cost that is lost by people helping you if you have Alzheimer's. Wow.
0: What about the cost of losing those people to Alzheimer's? That's huge they, too. Okay. Yeah. So, so is Alzheimer's the main one they focus on here in terms of the effect on the economy? That's the main one that they focused on. And just to give you an idea of the
1: rough estimated cost for the U.S. in 2018, the estimated uh, economic cost is 277 billion dollars in health services. What? Of which 186 billion is uh, Medicare and Medicaid payments, and it's most most of that cost is coming from 18 billion hours of unpaid labor hours. Unpaid labor coming from family, friends, or oh. unpaid assistance. Oh my gosh! So if you took that that's roughly $13 per hour for 18 billion hours that people
0: could be contributing to the economy otherwise. Wow. Okay. So I can appreciate the stat being so big. Well, first of all, that's what is currently lost because of Alzheimer's right now, or that's the additional lost cost because of the results of this study.
1: That's the rough estimated cost just in total Alzheimer's in total. Okay. Yep. Huh. So that's sort of an interesting tangent.
0: Yeah, and I can appreciate the magnitude of those stats, but I'm always a little bit weary when people say stuff like, "If they hadn't spent this time caring for their grandfather with al- with Alzheimer's or their mother with Alzheimer's, then they would have been contributing $13 worth to the economy with that time instead." Like, absolutely, I probably would have been playing video games instead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like people do. I mean, not all 270 billion is right. Going it's, back it's a really important government. stat for framing this, but it's a very, it's also like a very economist's way to look at that. True. Which isn't necessarily the most realistic, but. Absolutely. Says the (laughs) non-economist. I have no clue, you know. No, no, no. Take everything that I just said with like a whole fistful of salt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In in an effort to try to find something that you could do to minimize the general population's risk for Alzheimer's, what they found is pollution is one thing that you may be able to somewhat control to help minimize your overall population's risk for Alzheimer's. And the reason this is really important is because, you know, I talked about the cost for the American economy, but generally the U.S. is known for having cities with some pollution, but on a World Health Organization standards, they're relatively clean. Yeah, it's not that bad. On the flip side, 98% of cities in low and middle income classified countries with more than 100,000 people fail to meet World Health Organization air quality guidelines. 98%? 98%. And the World Health Organization further
0: estimates that the top 20 most polluted cities are in developing countries. How so, how does the World Health Organization come up with that standard, though? Do uh, they have some level that they know is unsafe and some level that they know is safe? They do have a
1: metric. I believe it's something like 10 micrograms of pollutant per cubic meter. I don't know exactly where that requirement is derived from.
0: Okay. But But we'll just trust them that below that, you're generally safe. And above that, it does things like causes Alzheimer's and lung cancer and whatever else.
1: Yeah. Both like direct and indirect um, harm to your body.
0: Okay. And so- 98%, wow.
1: Yeah. So for large industrial countries that are developing, uh, especially like China, where a lot of this, this research data is actually coming from, you can see that if you're exposing a large portion of your population to this, you could be setting yourself up for large economic tolls later on as your population ages.
0: Yeah. Wow. And not to mention the health tolls. Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. economic is a very like impersonal way to look at this, but that yeah. The small I'm, I'm sure the people who wrote this are economists, and so that's their that's how they're going to get this data across. But I'm absolutely. sure there's a whole other paper that could be written just on the human cost. Like absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a small slice of the overall impact of pollution. Yeah, Yeah, so talked a little bit about the motivation for the study. And you were asking earlier, like, who did they look at? What were they looking at? What was the test for cognition? Generally, what they were looking at was the, they called it the contemporaneous and cumulative impacts of air pollution on cognition. So contemporaneous being more like sort of the short-term transient effects. So like if you have bad pollution for a day, what's the effect? Mm, okay, but, but then also looking like if you have been exposed to pollution for three years, what is the effect on your cognition? Okay. It turns out since 2010, China has been implementing an annual cognitive test for their citizens. Um, for everybody? The, I'm not sure how widely applied it is, but it is a lot of people. And it's called the China Family Panel Studies. Through this, they have essentially enabled people to do these longitudinal studies. So follow the same people over a long period of time so they can actually control for certain changes like that. So you know the day, time, place, and person who took the test. Wow. And so it unleashes you know tons of data across 160 Chinese counties. And then by pulling in Chinese meteorological data, as well as NOAA weather data, they can actually like figure out what the pollution conditions were like for all these people over this four-year span when they looked at their test results.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, and so then that's how they can get the really short-term things as well. They can kind of look at the results of people who maybe were in an area that was had bad pollution just for the three days before the test, yep. but otherwise were okay. And Exactly, yeah. Wow. And so... That's crazy. I, I still don't really understand. Were these people like forced to take these tests or like how do they get millions of people I'm assuming it's millions of people the way you're describing it.
1: There are probably millions of people who are taking this test Politically, I don't know how the Chinese government enforces this but it is significant for this study at least that they were able to get data on more than 25,000 people. So I mean the volume of data that they have is very significant um, and is one of the most significant data sets
0: Oh from wait so 25,000 is the number of people.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's after, like, if there's millions of people who took the test, and then they just down selected it to... I see.
0: So the to, group that they've focused on for this study is 25,000. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, in that range. Which is a very large sample size. Very because, large. You know, you read other papers, and sometimes it's like, oh, we tested 50 people, something like that.
1: Yeah, some of the other papers that I looked at had, like, you know, a couple hundred. Yeah. Which is, I think, probably still good. I don't know statistically how that pans out, but... 25,000 is a pretty good set. Yeah. I'm not. I'm no statistician, but more is better. <laughs> <laughs> more is better. Absolutely. That's one of the things that sort of separates this study from other studies that have looked at pollution and cognition. Also, the duration of it, being able to do that longitudinal study instead of just a cross-sectional study. So, for one instant in time, looking at a lot of people. I see. You get a lot of people over a long period of time. Okay. And then, um, again, looking at both sort of the, these short-term transitory effects and then the accumulative effects. This was interesting to me because I don't do economics research to sort of figure out how they came up with research methodology to look at it and Mm. control for pollution. It's sort of like curve fitting. They know the people's test scores. And so they come up with an econometric equation with different variables and factors and then try to predict based on what these factors are from their atmospheric data The Uh, age and basically the different quantitative statistics that they have try to come up with a predictive equation that will give them the score consistently. Okay,
0: so maybe like the amount of pollution for the last three years is one variable and the amount of pollution for the last three days is another variable. Yes. And they can see, they can fit that curve to all those variables or fit that data to all those variables and see which one has a stronger effect or which one is more strongly correlated to scores. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You summed it up perfectly there. I'm a paper boy. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: they did this, and essentially what they found was that for different pollutants, so they looked at this is a little bit more background, so it makes sense, but pollutants, both natural and from like industrial nations, so from burning fossil fuels or
0: from things like you have a brick foundry and you get the particulates in the air. That's one thing. So that's okay. So that's the stuff coming from industrialization. The natural would be like a forest fire or? Forest fire, yeah, exactly. Okay. What they found was that if you cut the average
1: pollution, they call it PM10, particulate matter that is 10 micrometers or less in size, but that's just a detail. If you cut average pollution in China to the EPA standards in the US, that would essentially move people who are at the median in the verbal test scores up to the 63rd percentile. And people who are at the median in the math test to the 58th percentile. And so, broadly, you could summarize this by saying that if China was able to reduce their average pollution to EPA standards, it would increase their population's education by one year. The
0: population who are in these polluted areas. Wow. Okay, that's huge, obviously. Mm -hmm. How does that correlate to like an IQ? So I'm not totally sure how that correlates to an IQ. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think because like an IQ, 100 is the average, right? So you would say Mm -hmm. that that's the median. Yeah. And then if you were to bump up to the 58th percentile or to the 63rd percentile in IQ, I wonder how many points is that? Is that 10 points or is that 20 points or is it? That's an interesting question. I don't know what the like the statistics on IQ are. Like what's the standard deviation? Yeah. We'll leave that as an exercise to the listener at home. Maybe this is... (laughs) It's probably easy uh, enough to look up. An
1: implicit IQ test on myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's an interesting way to sum it up. It probably doesn't capture all the effects. They did find some really, like, just to get into a little of the details, they did find some interesting things, like, the pollution seemed to have a much larger effect on uneducated men specifically having like three years of accumulated pollution exposure would dramatically decrease your verbal scores. Really? However, what was really interesting is that the pollution didn't seem to really affect math scores as much. It was really the verbal scores that suffered.
0: Wow. And wait, hang on. You, you skipped right over this, but this is crazy to me. It affected uneducated men more? They found larger effects on uneducated men. Than like less, anyone edu- else, less or... educated men.
1: So people like who had only gone through primary school.
0: That's crazy though. So it's almost like building up your cognition makes it more resilient to cognitive decay. That could be one conclusion from it. Truthfully,
1: so this part was harder for me to grasp reading it because you know, I start to wonder, like, what is the effect of it? And they do talk a little bit, giving some speculation as to what they think the mechanism is. But this was actually a critique of the article that came up, specifically one from James Hendricks, who's the director of global science initiatives at the Alzheimer's Association. Oh, yeah, Jimi Hendricks. Jimi Hendricks, right? Yeah. Yeah, Little di- great guitarist and excellent researcher. Yeah. So he s- was specifically skeptical of the claim in the paper that pollution impacts white matter in the brain that leads to cognitive decline. Hmm. He said, specifically, he just thinks that it's, they don't really prove a direct cause and effect. So that's sort of one issue that came up with the paper. There were a couple of statements inside of it that seemed to, that weren't really substantiated. But digging in a little deeper, I was able to find a PhD thesis from the University of Washington where a student in the epidemiology and public health department, found that they found significant associations between estimated long-term exposure to air pollutants and faster rates of cognitive decline, and through MRIs showed that there was actually degradation in the white matter of the brain.
0: Okay, so James, quotation Jimmy Hendrix, said that there's no, there's no causation between white matter decay and air pollution. In the paper that's presented in the National Academy of Sciences. Wait, he's writing in this paper? Oh, no. He wrote. So he wrote this a review a, of this paper.
1: Yeah. And this was in one of the pop science headlines. Gotcha. So and he,
0: he said, this doesn't prove any causation. Yeah. But there's a separate paper, this dissertation from, who was that? Uh, this is from, I guess, now Dr. Aaron Simmons, okay, so, University of Washington. Okay. So Dr. Simmons has a paper, their dissertation, where they say, actually, in fact, air pollution does cause decay of the white matter in your brain.
1: Yes, they say the terminology is a little different, but it's higher white matter grade on, our, on brain MRS. Okay. They're essentially saying that there is some effect on white matter.
0: Okay, so if you were to combine that paper with the paper on the pollution in China, that kind of tells a story there, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a little
1: interesting that they didn't try to quote or bring up some sort of citation for research into that.
0: Yeah. Now, um, I guess the third side of that triangle is is the, what do you call it, grading of the white matter in the brain, does that cause lower cognitive scores? That's a good question. I
1: mean, and I don't have a good answer to that right now. That'd be an interesting to look in, thing to look into. Okay. To dive into it deeper. Sort of stepping back and looking at this paper critically overall, it does seem like it's hard to control for some of the variables that they looked at. And they did bring up one thing that I thought was interesting. They did a false hypothesis test, sort of control and see If maybe there's another explanation for some of the data results that they got, one being that if you're in a highly polluted area, uh, it just physically makes you more uncomfortable. And when you're more uncomfortable, you will generally perform worse on standardized tests. Hmm. Just because like you're antsy and you're trying to get out,
0: you're not in a relaxed state. It's like go take your tests out on the farm, not (laughs) not in the school. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. So wait, so they did that test and they found... They didn't think that there was an impact to that. But, um, okay. What about the short-term stuff that you talked about? Were there any, any significant findings on that? Short-term did seem to have
1: an effect, but really the cumulative seemed to be much more impactful okay. on cognitive ability. The last, I think the last little thing, what James Hendricks, James Jimmy Hendrix, did say as a critique, which I think is important to take into the context of this study, is that there are other factors that they didn't necessarily control for, such as things like diet, exercise, cognitive stimulation, and social interaction, which could have changed over the course of the longitudinal study. And those are things that we don't see.
0: Hmm. Uh Okay. So they were just testing these people and then taking the weather, and there was no other sort of, no other factors were recorded. They did. Okay. So they did take into a
1: couple other effects, like migrations of people between the times that they took the test. So change in geographic area, and then also the time of year they took the test, because pollution oh. will be different, whether it's winter or summer. Um, they did do a control for that. And they found that even though most people took the test in the summer, it, the time of year didn't seem to make a big difference. Okay, But they, they're like these little things like exercise or social interaction that they didn't control for.
0: Okay. I see. Now, going all the way back to the motivation for this paper, did they calculate the economic cost in China like of, of this pollution that they actually measured? Because they said- hypothetically, this much Alzheimer's causes this much economic cost, do they then go say, what we found in China leads to this much more Alzheimer's, which is this much more cost? No, they didn't give a
1: specific cost metric okay. for like the Chinese economy. They okay. only gave it relating to the U.S. economy. And they didn't specifically say, you know, it's a little weird to give the cost metric for the U.S. and then pull Chinese data and come right. up with that conclusion because then... It's hard to come back to it and say, like, well, what would the difference be?
0: But. Yeah. And I would be curious to have this study repeated in the United States, where most of the cities do meet the World Health Organization standard, mm-hmm. because you can still get data on, well, how much pollution was there at this time and what was the weather like, even if it's not overpolluted. It would be interesting to see if you still find this correlation at the very low levels of pollution. Like, maybe there is a threshold under which any pollution is fine. Or maybe it is literally like one more particle leads to slightly more cognitive decay, no matter how low the pollution is. That is interesting. Yeah. And some of the studies I looked at went as far
1: to look at like houses by busy roads versus farther away. And in general, honestly, a personal takeaway from like looking at these different articles is I do think I'm going to try to be more aware of like pollution and stuff. I don't think it'll change anything I really do on a daily level, but like you know, maybe long-term planning for, like, finding a city I want to live in. Yeah. I would actually consider probably moving away from areas. Like, one study on women found, like,
0: pollution has a dramatic effect on women, especially later in life. Like, with pregnancies, or or just it affects women harder than it affects men in general? It was a study
1: that only looked at women as the study group, but it just
0: dramatically increased their risk of Alzheimer's later in life. Wow, wow. I feel like I've also read something along these lines like a, a while back this was one of these you know before paper boys existed but I would have brought in this paper because it was a big headline thing. Uh-huh. And I think it was something about the it was it had to do with the effect of pollution on income or on on education and kind of performance in school that kind of thing. Yeah. And the reason I'm remembering it is the big takeaway was that really low income areas in cities happened to be next to the highway or in, in the worst part you know, or next to all the factories oh, or whatever yeah. it is that's causing the pollution in the city. So and you're... the people in these neighborhoods are exposed to a lot more pollution than even other people in the same city are. And they found it had this, this avalanche effect where it, it becomes much harder to get out of that neighborhood because it actually hurts your opportunities in life. Because your education suffers and your job performance suffers, all those things. Yeah. Even if you think of it like on a really polluted
1: day, if you're like sensitive to the pollution, like you have allergies or something like that, you're not
0: going to sleep as well. You're not going to do as well in class the next day. You're going to be late to work or something like that. And over the long term, you probably get sick more often. Mm -hmm. As this study or as some of these studies have found, your brain matter is literally decaying slightly more. And then imagine if like
1: taking it to that extreme of Alzheimer's than the economic burden that places on your friends and family. Right. Right. Which is huge. So, Man. Interesting study, you know, if I have to come away from it, I think there are some things that maybe could have been presented differently in the paper, just to help me understand it as someone who's not coming from an economic background. But digging into that and to some of the other papers, definitely... I think helped me better understand the science news headlines that were out there.
0: Yeah. So, okay, what was your biggest takeaway from the paper that you that you didn't see in the articles? The biggest takeaway that I took from the paper, or was, something that
1: like stood out when you were reading it, you're like, oh wow, how come they didn't say that? I think it was the effect that there seemed to be a higher cognitive decline in less educated men. Yeah. That was like one of the things that was very highlighted in the paper. Because it was a
0: significant finding that the pop science didn't really touch on. Really? Yeah. Because when you're telling me about this, that jumped out at me right away. Mm-hmm. As like, whoa, that's crazy. And like, I would want an explanation for that.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it begs really interesting questions. And then also just talking about the mechanism of like, what's happening? Like, why is this happening?
0: And sort of that critique of the pop science articles didn't really critique like, yeah, what other factors might be going in there. And doesn't. I mean, you mentioned earlier about how they didn't really take into account the social interactions and sort of those exercise and those types of things. Doesn't the fact that there is a social difference, like the less educated men, like those are two things that are really more social than they are anything or like socioeconomic things than anything, right? Absolutely. Doesn't that sort of suggest that maybe there isn't a factor beyond just the pollution? And but then they say, oh, these factors probably don't matter. It does. And some of the other studies did look at things like marital status and things like that, because that you yeah. know, that might have an effect if
1: you're talking more when you go home at night. Like yeah. I've even seen like verbal. marital
0: status has a big effect on just like, like happiness and like income and those types of things. Absolutely. You know? so yeah. It's like these social things that could have effect on, on your health. I'm surprised that they just wrote that off like that. And I, I would like to see something else that maybe explores why that's the case. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what sort of
1: studies pop up after this and also what other studies exist that just didn't have a chance to touch on.
0: Yeah. I mean, with something that's like this giant of a sample size, hopefully it'll really, I'm sure there's already tons and tons of research going on on pollution and cognition and all that. But hopefully this opens the floodgates in relative terms mm -hmm. to answering some of these other questions.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, more broadly also shining light on like Another important, as- like, human aspect of pollution and, like, people talk a lot about global warming, obviously, but I don't think the physiological effects that yeah. this has uh, gets as much light or attention as it should.
0: Yeah, like, it's not just, oh, the sea level is going to rise and we're going to have to move inland. It's also, we're going to get sicker and we're going to get Alzheimer's and we're going to lose education. and Burning fossil fuels also just, yeah, it just also pollutes our cities. Yeah. You know, but not to
1: get political. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's most of what I had for this article. So hopefully I didn't bore you too much with it, but I,
0: no, I found was, it to be really interesting. Yeah, that was super fascinating. I'm glad that you brought that in. Because, you know, I, I always have a tendency that I want to bring in something about space because that's what I like, but... Same here. But yeah. how do you learn that much if you're not going to dive into these other fields, you know? Get out of your comfort uh, zone a little. Yeah, get exactly. Into
1: something with economics.
0: But if you're listening and you have any comments or
1: questions that you'd like us to clarify definitely please let us know on our website,
0: paperboyspodcast.com. Yeah, there's a comment section on there for each episode. Um, you can also send us an email, paperboyspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Any ideas that you have maybe for uh, some news articles that you were reading and you wanted to know more about the paper behind them, we will, we'll gladly dive into that for another episode of the show. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Please keep in touch. Let us know anything else that you'd like us
1: to touch on. Check out—it's great feedback for us to make this a better podcast for you.
0: For sure. Yeah. Also, uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Yeah. We just—I mean—we just love getting any feedback that we can. So, so reach out for sure, and we'll maybe we'll even give you a shout out on the next episode. Do-do-do-do. Tune in next week for the next episode of Paper Boys. Thanks for listening.